In this episode of the Explore Information Security Podcast, how to talk to developers. Welcome to the Explore Information Security Podcast, where you learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring how to talk to developers. Joining me today to answer this question is Tanya Janka. She's an AppSec nerd. She is also one of the leading contributors for the OWASP dev slot project which will be in our show notes timothydblock.com forward slash eas forward slash one four three so um be sure to check that out uh again i'm still playing with this format a little bit i really like how it's going and i've gotten some feedback that i like it as well uh, of course if you want to give me feedback on it you can reach out to me at timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at Timothy D block. And then of course you can always leave a comment in the show notes. Uh, really appreciate it. We've, we've seemed to have gotten some more comments lately, which is, uh, which is really great. So, uh, with that, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, so I started out by asking Tanya, what made you want to write the, how to talk to developers talk? Um, well that one, the insecurity and information technology, it was partially because I just joined so I joined an application security team at a, let's say, let's not say what it's called place. That's fine. <laughs> and they, um, two of the people, so no one on the team knew AppSec except me and the boss. And all the other people were like, um, what is it called? Compliance people who'd kind of got shuffled onto this team. And most of them weren't very technical and they certainly didn't know how to build software. And they were talking, they are making faces at each other. And I was like, what's going on? They both kept laughing. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, we're making faces to make at developers in meetings when they ask us questions so they know how stupid they are and they know not to ask again. Oh my gosh. And I was like, what? It's our job to help them, to enable them to get their work done securely. And if they're building apps, it's our job to enable them to build secure apps. That's our job. That's why we get paychecks. And they're like, if they didn't write such shitty code. And I was like, you're awful. You're so awful. Why would, like, do you don't understand what our job is here? And they would just, it's so bad. So then, of course, everyone just emailed me, right? There's myself and there's another woman on the team. And she was, she was good. She'd scan everything that she could get her hands on. And they would just talk to us and all the other people on the team, they would avoid them like the plague. Mm -hmm. And I remember being a developer and I remember hiding and I remember like I start off the talk with this meme and it's Batman's like backhanding, like slapping Robin across the face. And Robin's saying, can you help me implement the security control? And Batman says, you should know. And the first time I had a vulnerability assessment, I didn't get a slap. But I was told you should know, like you should know how to fix these results. And like, you shouldn't have had these in the first place. And like the person just made me feel like a giant piece of garbage. But then I started doing vulnerability assessments and I started doing pen testing. I'm like, oh, this guy had no clue. He, he didn't want to help me because he didn't know. And instead of admitting he didn't know, he was mean. And from then on, I just avoided the security team because I was afraid of them because then I felt really insecure about the whole thing. And then that's how the whole talk starts. And that's because so many people I know have gone through like very bad experiences like that with security teams. And I'm like, no, no, we need to be their friends. 
Yeah, no, I agree. That's, uh, I think a lot of that too. Um, so my first week with the developers, I was, I was getting fish-eyed like all over the place. Um, just because I, I, and I probably identified with them. I didn't really identify with them, but I understood that they probably didn't have the best experience with the security people. Cause yeah, we kind of be dicks. Um, but like, I've always taken the approach of like looking, uh, trying to, you know, I, I just, for me, I just seem to have a knack to put myself in other people's shoes. So like, it's always of, like you said, I, I that idea of collaboration and working together versus mm-hmm. an us versus them. I don't I don't think that helps at all. Oh no. No, 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 no. I worked at one place and they would uh they called it matrixing, which I found very funny. And mm-hmm. they would loan you a security person for your whole project. And um I got this woman named Alicia who I still know and I still think is totally awesome. And she's not like an appsec wizard she's more like traditional like infrastructure IT security compliance sort of person um, but she's really really smart and she's just like what do you need I'm gonna get it and she would just like if I had security questions I could go ask her if she didn't know we'd like she'd be like I don't know you gotta research that I'm like okay or I don't know I'm gonna find out okay and then she like would follow the whole project so I wouldn't need help from other people I just would only deal with her and so then all my questions went to her and I was just like this is so great why don't they do that everywhere right that that sounds like a great actually that sounds like a better idea than what I'm in where I just sit there with every team like I have well at one point when we had a full team it was like I had five or six different teams I worked with mm-hmm. but I, I like that idea of having someone solely focused for the project and and I, I think it does take a particular kind of person it sounds she did like multiple she, projects. Sorry, she did multiple projects at oh, the okay. same time. Okay. But we only we only had sixteen developers, so okay. it's not like it's not like she was dealing with hundreds and hundreds of people. Right, right. But I mean, but like that just, that approach is just so great. It's like, well, I don't. I, like it, it sounds like she was she was willing to say, "I don't know. I'll go find out for you, though." Yeah, yeah. I remember her like giving me a book that I'm pretty sure she bought for me. And it was the Microsoft SSDLC, like mm-hmm. secure yeah. DLC book. And she's like, read this. And I was like, why are you so mean to me, Alicia? Because <laughs> I don't like textbooks. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a really good experience. Apparently, uh, so when I did this talk the first time, it was at Enigma. And I don't know if you know, but in Enigma is like this the Usenix Enigma conference is super, super cool. And the way they do it is you have to present it to um, the other people. Okay, I'm going to re-explain that. So there'll be like six people in a group that are speakers, they're accepted, and you have like a leader. And then you present it to each other three separate times before the conference, and you get feedback, and then you improve it each time. And so my person was named Brian, and he works at Netflix. He's like, that's what we do. And it's awesome. It works so well. I'm like, oh my gosh, someone else does it too. Yes. And uh, he's like, yeah, it works like a charm. And they always know who to talk to. And like, yeah, we are not the enemy. Like our AppSec team is not the enemy. We're your friends. Mm-hmm. We're going to help you. Right. We're securing your apps. And like at, at Microsoft, the attitude is so positive. Like I was asking a team like, hey, could I do security testing on your thing? And they're like, are you kidding? That's awesome. When? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm used to like developers being like, I don't know. Like, are you going to slow? They're like, we get to jump the line. Like they're just like, Woo-hoo! 
oh my gosh, this is a really cool attitude thing. Right, right. And they're like, you're making us look more awesome. We do not want to release anything insecure. That looks so bad on us if we do. So you're helping us. I'm like, oh my God, I love it. I love it. So, so as part of your talk, are you pushing that like kind of matrix where you, where you have like a dedicated security resource to all the development projects? Oh, I think I present 21 different ideas and that's one of them. Okay. So, okay. So multiple, so, so I, that, that's great that you're giving like people like something that, cause every development environment's a little bit different, right? Exactly. Well, so that's one of the ideas, like, like a thing that I did uh, in the government quite a bit is I wrote secure coding standards. And so if you, so the last one I wrote was like 10 pages, I believe, but two pages of it were if you're doing a file upload, you are in the danger zone. <laughs> um, but it, it would just be like clear rules, like, okay, so all of our apps are going to be, you know, HTTPS, or if you're going to um, take input, like you need to sanitize it in this type of way. And just like really clearly, like what I expect from them. And I'm like, if you do these things, your app's going to be in really decent shape. So just like super clear things that I wanted from them. Like if you're doing a file upload, you need to do this. If you're not, ignore this. And so the idea was going to be before I left that, which I'm sure they continued when I left is like, so you have a new project. Okay, so what things are you doing? So put these requirements in your bucket. So you know, you just need to make sure you've done these things. Because I, the VA person, I'm going to come and test that you did those things. I'm going to upload crappy things. I'm going to, I'm going to input crappy things. Like I'm going to be on your case and I'm going to be looking for these things. Um, and yeah, like lists, lists of all sorts of different ideas that people could do to give their developers like the leg up. So you're, you're kind of setting expectations then. Um, for the developers. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. yeah, definitely. I did. Um, I used to do consulting too, cause I, I guess I don't like personal time and, mm -hmm. um, and I, I would come at the beginning and I'd say, okay, so I want to meet, I want to look over your design. And then I would talk about like, you know, this is risky. This is good. Have you thought of this options and stuff? And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to scan the code that you have right now and do like a quick one over like the simplest, like I'm just going to do four hours of looking at it. And then I gave them like a shopping list. And then I'm like, and here's some ideas I have for you. And then I'm like, okay, go to it. And then I'm like, I'm going to come back in two months. And then I'm gunning for you, <laughs> right? Like I've given you a two month head start and then I would come back and do a pen test and they would do much better. And then the developers would be really happy because I would find less bugs, right? Because they'd fixed all of them in that two months. And then the management would be happy because they're not like trying to, they don't have like a 25 page report right before they go live. And like, I'm happy because they want to hire me again. <laughs> right. Like a lot of places they hire the pen tester or I mean like they would hire me at the very last minute. Like, can you come pen test this weekend? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, Cause I don't know anything, you know, don't want to relax or anything. No, but also just like, I'm not going to be like, like if you're going, like they'd say, can you come do it this weekend? We want to go live like next week. <laughs> I'm like, but you're not going to be able to fix the things I find. And since you haven't talked to anyone else about security yet, I'm going to find a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. That, like, I'm sorry, guys, but I have to show you what I found. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of places are getting better, but a lot of places, they're still working on it. 
Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, I particularly see that a lot in the, like the startup space. Yes. Yes. I've had so many people say like, you know, I work at a startup. We have four developers in total. We can't afford a security consultant. We can't afford this. We can't afford that. What do you do? I'm like, join OWASP. Mm-hmm. Get Zap, scan everything. Start trying to think from a security angle. Make security friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, that want to pen test over the weekend? <laughs> One of my cousins, her husband, he went to this bar and their website was falling apart and their network was like all open and everything was awful. And he's like, if you give me X number of free beers per week, I will redo your network and do your security app and redo your website. And they were like, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You can pay. You can pay security people on alcohol. I don't think that's something a lot of people know. <laughs> and he's happy, so he takes my cousin out there every every weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'd probably do it for some alcohol. I mean, that's 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 some good money right there. <laughs> I like that deal. It could be worse. Yeah. So, do you do anything with like threat modeling or anything? Um, I only do informal types of threat modeling. Okay. So. That's probably the best kind. Like I have found like I've dug into some of this threat modeling like documentation and I'm like, this is way too complicated. I can simplify all this. Let's just have pretty much a design discussion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want a business person that understands what keeps them up at night and I want one or two of your techs in and then I want to have whiteboard up your design and then talk about it and talk about what worries the business. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because... Um, I, I got to attend a threat modeling session when I first, first started in security and it surprised me so much what the business was worried about versus what the developers and the security, the security team, like all three of them had totally different things they're worried about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was enlightening. And so we ended up like changing a bunch of things because of it. And it's like, Oh, these things aren't actually important. We're not actually worried about that. And like we just ended up turning on a bunch of security headers and then the business was like able to sleep at night. Like no one can frame our website. We have like frame busting, whatever. It was this huge concern for them. And I was like, oh, so glad we invited you to this like 30 minute meeting. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, and I've found that like just having that type of discussion, it's, I, I have like a weekly one hour meeting and it's just like developers come up with some of the most creative solutions for stuff that even I didn't think about. Oh, Yes. And if you tell them, if you were going to hack your app, how would you do it? If you were going to try to break in, what would you do? The answers. Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> like one of them once was like, oh, I'd probably try from that like admin module that we made so we can update things from home because we don't like coming in. That wasn't on the design doc. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, definitely I think, I think discussing with developers – about security is really important. I also think like teaching them. Um, at my last job in the government, uh, part of my job was directly teaching developers. So I would run lunch and learns and um, I would look through all the VA results. I'm like, what do we find the most often? And then I'm like, I'm doing a lunch and learn on this and I'm just going to give it every week till people stop showing up. And then, oh, the new top 10 came out okay, well, maybe I should just count down the top 10 at lunch, like one per week or whatever until, oh, that's a you good know. And, I'm going to steal yeah. that, by the way. 
Oh, absolutely. We're doing it at my OAS chapter. So one a month, we're doing one of the top 10 per month, a deep dive. So I did cross-site scripting and um, we're doing injection this month and we're hoping to do the whole top 10, although I'm not helping as much as I should because uh, I'm traveling so much. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, like just like, like, and it's funny because we started getting fan mail. Like I would get letters like, when's the next one? When's the next one? I missed this. Did you record it? Where can right. I see it? Can I have your slides? I'm like, yes. And then, uh, oh, after uh, I did one, they're like, so I went back to my desk and I did that thing that you said to look for it. Oh, it's everywhere. I'm going to fix it all next week. I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was awesome. They're like, we're just gonna we're just gonna do it everywhere. We're gonna test all the old legacy stuff. I'm like, thank you so much for doing part of my job. Right. Because what are you gonna do if there's 600 of them and two of you? Yep. Yeah. You need well. help. On yep. one department I worked at, I gave everyone OWASP Zap, and then I gave everyone lessons on how to use it, and I told them, I'm gonna do worse than Zap. So I don't want you to find anything that Zap could have found when you get bring it to me. Right. Yeah. So anything that it found needs to not be there. I need to have like, it needs to like run super clean. Like if it's going to the public, it needs to have nothing on it except for informational. And so then I, I gave them lessons on how to use it. And we set up like the safe space for them. And uh, it was funny because certain people ended up super like really getting into it and I'd come by their desk and they'd be like, and I found this thing and I don't know what it means. I'm like, great, let's talk about it. And then uh, some of them would be like, guess what, Tanya, no mediums, no highs, only lows. And then I'd high five them. (laughs) (laughs) And it was was like such this positive interaction between the teams. And then like, it still gets to me and it's still like, I'm going to try to do worse, right? Like I'm going to do more than that. But um, all and they would open up legacy things and they would test things with legacy or test uh, legacy stuff that you know what I mean like no one's going to be like Tanya I want you to look at that 20 year old thing that we haven't fixed a bug in in 10 years but it's still on the internet and so I'm like if you fix a bug in something you run zap on it period right and like, yes ma'am <laughs> but all of a sudden, like the security posture goes up, right? Like if Zap right. finds something, anyone can find it. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, it that's, that's a lot of the little hanging fruit. Like you said, you'll you'll find some of the deeper stuff, but Zap will at least get you. Like it's a great first starting point, right? Exactly. Well, and it got the developers interested. Right. Right. And then um, the security team started doing more lunch and learns, like different members of us. Like one of them went through in depth this major incident that we had. I was really surprised and. Um, he was our new boss and he's like, we got to share. It's okay to show our dirty laundry sometimes. And I was like, super like, whoa. And he went all in depth about like how the incident happened. He showed server logs. He showed everything. And I was like, wow. And the developers like freaked out. It was like standing room only. Right. And then that gets them more interested. Mm-hmm. And like, that's part of what got me interested. I got to go along on an incident and I was like, woo. That's actually that's actually uh, something I recently did with the like we've we've had a ton of phishing incidents and I just kind of walked them through like how we responded to them and talked about some of the things that we had to go through and um, a lot of people said they uh, like they appreciated the phishing emails a little bit more as far as like <laughs> not clicking on them and putting in their credentials 
Um, just <laughs> just because they realize like the impact of what that has on not only the security team, but also like the organization as a whole. Oh yeah, I I worked somewhere and they did a they hired a company to fish the employees as a learning uh, exercise and. Right before we went live, I said, I want us to add something where it says, if you, so we sent out a letter to everyone saying like, if you find a suspicious email, send it to phishing at, you know, our domain dot whatever. And people would report like the fake ones, but people reported real ones and people reported all sorts of things that we had no idea were happening, like things in their personal life. And I remember one of my bosses saying, like, it doesn't matter if, like, you know, their identity is stolen, like, from home. I'm like, it does. Because that employee is not paying attention to anything all day. Right. right? That employee's going to miss a bunch of time. And our employees matter to us. And so if we can do things that help them prevent things at home, so, like, we would let them ask personal questions about IT security. And over time, we built up, like, a rapport where then people start coming to us and telling us, so this thing happened. Mm -hmm. And then everyone was reporting and so many things were happening. We did not know. <laughs> right. So many things are happening that we did not know. Yep. There yeah. Was, I, had, there I had, yeah, I had, uh, I've, I've had a couple people reach out to me for like personal reasons, but you know, like you said, if that's like some people have been really, really shooken by some of the personal emails where they've been fished or they feel like someone's in their email or, or has access to their social medias, mm-hmm. media accounts. And, um, that's distracting. For sure. Well, and like one of the people, like a bunch of people reported the same thing. And it turned out there was a, a recruiter trying to poach so many of our staff <laughs> really aggressively. Right, right. So that person got a phone call. Uh, someone else was sending these guilt drip, like dripping with guilt emails for like this weird charity that they ran themselves and they just needed checks. And so I called that person personally and had quite a discussion with him um, and his boss. <laughs> I was like, you do not get to solicit my employees. What are you doing? Right. Yep. Um, but like just forming a relationship means people trust you and then they tell you things and then you can take care of everything so much better. It was, it was a really good experience for me there. Yeah. So, so what, what would you say are your like top, top recommendations for how to talk to developers? Well, the number one would be with respect. <laughs> right. Like try, try to walk, like put on their shoes. What were you saying? Like to, to see each other's yeah, feelings. Yeah. Right? Like the, the first thing you need to remember is that you are not their only priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and you only want to give them, you only want to take up their time that you need to take up. So for instance, validating your results before you send it to them. I've been at places where they just run scans and then just automatically email off the report they don't even read it like nope that's not acceptable <laughs> um top three things so definitely make sure you always speak to them with respect and patience and understanding because they're coming from a really stressful place too mm-hmm. try to make sure it fits into whatever they are doing so if you're talking to them about a bug explain the risk to them and why it's a risk to the business and why it's important that they fix it if they're fighting you on it rather than trying to just bulldoze them and say they have to do it. If they understand what the problem is and what the risks are, they might be like more willing to go along with things. 
And definitely make every moment you can a teaching moment, like assuming that the developer is open to it and has time for it. You don't want to seem like you're that patronizing person that is always talking as though you know everything and they don't know everything. But right. if you go to a developer's desk, like uh, I had someone say like, oh, I fixed the cross-site scripting. And I was like, no, you didn't. There's this. And then he said he fixed it again. And I was like, ooh, no, I can still do that. And I was like, would it be weird if I just came to your desk and we just like hung out and like talked out the problem together? And he's like, yeah, actually, that would be great. And then we just sat down and then like, I explained to him the difference between a blacklist and a whitelist. And it turns out a lot of people, they're really confused about it. And I had right. said to use a whitelist and he'd said he knew what that was. And I didn't want to be condescending and be like, are you sure? Because it's this. Um, but so then we talked about that and then we talked about regex and all of this. And then, and then he fixed it. It was totally fine from then on. He's like, I got this now. And I'm going to tell the rest of my team, I'm like, thank you. So if you can make something a teaching moment, um, that's awesome because then that developer will tell all the other developers and it's great. Those would be my three things. I don't know if that was clear. No, 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 no. That was perfect. That was absolutely what I was looking for there. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining me to discuss how to talk to developers. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tim. It was a pleasure.